0: All right, Uh, again, uh, we're going to get the class started here. Like I mentioned, this is our Grow Your Wealth series of classes. Uh, If you missed the previous classes, you can email ROYMuse.com and we'll be happy to send you uh, the replays. Uh, Last week, we talked about how to make profit uh, in fixing and flipping homes. Today, we are going to kind of go back to the basics uh, and talk about wealth building concepts and how you can grow your wealth Uh, with real estate investments and uh, some of these concepts uh, what we're going to talk about it may not sink in Uh, that's kind of natural Uh, if you are already an investor then you probably already know this or this may actually reinforce what you already know but if you're very new in real estate investing concepts some of the stuff we're going to talk about today which is very very critical for you to understand but if it doesn't sink in immediately it will sink in trust me uh, everybody has to go through this process but once this sinks in it's going to make a whole lot of difference in your life and you're going to you know you're going to really appreciate what we're going to talk about today uh in the long term right so make sure that uh, you're taking notes and pay attention to the class uh little bit about myself my name is joseph james i'm the founder of roi muse so roi muse and real estate iq are business uh, we have a business partnership so uh, real estate iq provides the data for you to find deals roi muse provides the tools and education for you to analyze deals and make sure that you're getting into the right deal. So that's the relationship between the companies. Uh, I've been a real estate investor for more than 10 years. I'm also a commercial real estate broker. Uh, My team is based in Dallas, Texas. And I also do some real estate coaching and some business coaching as well. Uh, ROI Muse, our mission is to provide education tools and systems uh, for our clients to grow their income and wealth. So we focus on, uh, you know, helping you guys grow your income and wealth, and that is uh, our purpose and our mission. All right, so the topic today, what we're going to talk about is deal or no deal, right? So, the lot of the time we get asked as coaches, as a real estate broker, I get asked this question all the time about is this a good deal, right? So, that is a loaded question, right? A good deal is very subjective and it's going to vary vastly from a person to person. So, That's what we're going to talk about today. How do you come up with determining if that's a good deal for you or not? And I'm going to go take you through step by step and help you come up with that answer, right? Because once you know your number, then it becomes a lot more easier for you to make decisions quicker. And that is very important in real estate investing because, you know, like they say, if you snooze, you lose, right? Uh, You have to be able to make decisions very quickly. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. So here's what we're going to talk about. Number one, wealth building concepts. I'm going to teach you two very powerful wealth building concepts. Once you understand this, it's going to make a whole lot of difference in your uh, in your trajectory of your growth. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the common investment performance metrics, because anytime you're talking about real estate, we're going to talk about some returns, right? So you probably heard about cap rate and cash on cash return and things like that. So we're going to uh, dig a little bit deeper into some of those investment measurements and you know, teach you what those are and also how to calculate those. Uh, setting your investment criteria, right? That's what we just talked about. That's very critical for you to make a decision to say a go, no go decision on any investment deal. Every property has a number. Every investor has a number. Uh, once you know how to find the balance between you know, what the property can generate and what the investor is looking for, you can make your decisions much faster. And I'm going to, I'm going to teach you that today and my promise is you know by the time you're done with this class you have a whole lot more understanding about how to go about uh, becoming a, a more of a professional real estate investor and then we're going to talk about calculating mass- maximum offer right if you're a wholesaler or uh, if you're a fix and flipper or if you are a buy and hold whatever investor you are uh, we're going to talk about how do you calculate your maximum offer and based on your investment criteria, right? Not based on somebody else's criteria, based on your own criteria. So that's what we're going to cover today. And then we're going to have a live case study. Uh, in the live case study, we're going to look at two examples. We're going to look at a uh, a rental strategy uh, using a BRRR or BRR strategy. Uh, I'll talk about that when we get there. And we're also going to look at a flip as well. So we're going to do the same property to see whether we should hold it or flip it. And then we're going to, you know, include all of the things that we learned in this class, including how to calculate maximum offers and how to uh, set your investment criteria and so forth. So that's what we will we'll take you through today. So this is going to be a lot of material to cover, a lot of learning in this class. Uh, so if you can remove all your distractions and stay focused, you know, you'll get more get more out of this class. So uh, take notes, Um, if anybody wants these charts, you you can email support.roimuse.com and uh, we'll be happy to send you these charts after the webinar. Uh, You can also contact Real Estate IQ and they'll be happy to send you these charts as well. So, and we have some uh, free gifts uh, for you if you stick around till the end, right? So we'll talk about that when we get to the end of the class. And if you are on a cell phone device, uh, I highly recommend that you switch to Either a laptop or desktop, uh, at least uh, in the next 10-20 minutes, uh, because uh, we're going to do a live training, uh, live case study, right? So it will, you know, you'll you'll be able to see better and understand better if you're on a laptop or a desktop. All right. So why do we invest in real estate, right? So we invest in real estate to design the perfect life, right? So that's what I, I that is my at least in the way I look at it is. I invest in real estate, uh, whatever I do is to design my perfect life, right? So before you want to invest in real estate, you want to make sure that you have a very strong desire because it is, you know, it's not that complicated. It may appear complicated, but once you learn the concepts, it becomes very easy, right? When I mean, you also need to build your team, surround yourself with people who can help you be successful, right? Whether it's the coach, mentor, you know, a lenders, hard money lenders, private money lenders, you know, uh, inspector, contractors, you know, there's a bunch of people involved. This is a team game, right? So it's not an individual sport. It's a team sport. So you need to surround yourself with other people who can help you be successful. And, but before you go invest in real estate, there are two things that you need, right? One is you need to have a very strong desire to be successful, right? Because that is key. And that strong desire is come going to come from, you know, what we talk about, what is your why? You know, what and I'd say what is your compelling why? Why do you want to do this, right? For a lot of us, it's to, you know, create that financial freedom, right? So we don't have to go to work or we're not depending on a job. And God forbid something happens to us, you know, we have enough income and assets created that our family, our children, our you know, you know, our spouses are taken care of, right? So this is very emotional, you know, this is very much, you know, you're creating a legacy for yourself and you're creating a legacy, you're protecting your family, right? You know, so that might be one of the wise. For others, it could be, you know, they want to travel the world, hang out, have more time to hang out with their friends and family, you know, go to exotic places, you know, and also maybe, you know, help others, right? You know, provide, you know, work on charities or, you know, help other folks. So before you can help other folks, you need, you need to have a good financial, a sound financial, Uh, backing right because you know if you have to go to work every day and work 10 15 hours you really don't have any time to do anything much further right so this is where we are trying to create that passive income flow so that way we can enjoy our lives uh, and make our lives more fulfilling so give it enough thought about you know what is your why and why you want to do this and then create that strong desire that you really want to be successful in this in what you do right like with anything in life you know you have to be the best at what you do <clears throat> okay, so let's get into the class. So let me talk about some wealth building concepts. Um, so number one, we're going to talk about time value of money, right? So, uh, and then we're going to talk about a concept called return on net worth. And I'll, I'll, I'll show you some examples of how these uh, these concepts, understanding these concepts is a big game changer for you. So let's get into time value of money. So the basic premise of time value of money is a dollar received today has a greater value than a dollar received in the future, right? Oh, and provided the money can earn interest. So if you can put your money in a bank and if you can earn, earn interest, then that money today is more valuable than the money tomorrow, right? So that is the premise of time value of money. And then we get into compounding and discounting. So if you look at present value, so let's say if you have a dollar in your hand, that is a present value. Uh, five years from now, that dollar may grow to $2, right? So that's a future value. So the mechanism why, how uh, money grows from present value to future value is called compounding. And assuming you go, you're earning interest, right? So that's the compound interest uh, that we talk about. Now, the flip side of that is discounting. So the future value of money, let's say that the $2 five years from now, that is not worth $2 today, right? The value of that money, in the percent on today or the present is, can be calculated using something called discounting. So, um, you know, I don't want to go into too much detail of this, but you know, we have another class that we go into more details of time value of money. Uh, I Just want to introduce the concepts here. So when you talk about, you know, opportunity cost or hurdle rate or weighted average cost of capital or discount rate, you know, those are all the same same thing, you know, that's the discount rate that is all, you know, that's used for discounting future cash flows to present value, right? So anytime you're looking at an investment, you're going to get a cash flow today, you're going to get a cash flow next year, you're going to get a cash flow five years from now, right? So each cash flow that you get or money you receive in the future, it's not worth the same, what you're going to receive in five years from now, is not the same value today, right? So we had to kind of discount it back to today's value in order for us to uh, calculate some uh, or this is commonly known as the discounted cash flow analysis, which is the basis for pretty much every investment, uh, whether it's the business investing into some ventures or in a real estate investment. So that those are the concepts, just understand that's what discounting means. And obviously, you know, when you're looking at how you want to grow your money, that's compounding, right? So the more compound interest we can get And the more, you know, the money, velocity of the money, right, the more times that compounding happens, your wealth is going to grow exponentially. And I'll show you an example. All right, so here's a quote from Albert Einstein. Uh, He said, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it, earns it. He who doesn't pays it, right? So, So read that, I'll give everybody a minute to kind of read that and think about it for a second. All right, so basically what he's trying to say here is, are you paying compound interest to somebody or are you earning it, right? Once you understand how to earn it, that's how you grow your wealth. So when you're looking at, you know, when you are consumer debt or any, any kind of loan, the bank is making that money or when you, uh, so th- this, that might be an example, right? Or are you, are you earning or are you giving, right? So that's something that you have to ask yourself, you know, and when you flip that balance, is when you start growing your wealth. All right, I'll, I'm gonna show you an example here. So I'm using, uh, uh, if you look at this one here, this table here, $100,000 of, you know, let's say you have $100,000 and you have that money in the bank CD getting 1% interest. And if you let that money grow for 20 years on a compound interest rate, and we are, let's assume that the compounding is happening once a year. In 20 years, you will have 122,000. So that, that's also here on the bottom. The 122,000 is what you're going to have. Uh, and this $100,000, I'm just this is just an arbitrary number to demonstrate. So you, you can start with 20,000 or 10,000 or whatever that number is, it doesn't matter. Now, if that same $100,000 instead of 1%, you can figure out how to get 10% compound interest, that money will go to grow to $672,000, right? So you see a big jump there. Now, what if you can figure out you can get a 15% interest? The same $100,000 in same 20 years will grow to $1.6 million, right? And then if you can figure out how to get a 20% yield or interest rate on that or compound interest rate, then you can grow that money to $3.8 million. So let's compare the first one, which is a 1%, which is what happens to a lot of us and a lot of people have money you know, they don't want to take any chances, so they don't know exactly how money works, so they'll put their money in the bank and, you know, a bank is happy to take that money for 1%, right? Because they can loan that money and make four or 5%, right? That's how they make their money, right? And if you had $100,000 and if you left it in the bank, you have $122,000 after 20 years, right? In fact, you lost money because that 1% is below the inflation rate, uh, but we won't get into that right now. Now, that same $100,000, if you can figure out how to get 20% on that yield on that $100,000, you will have $3.8 million. See the big difference between $122,000 and $3.8 million, right? So that is the power of compound interest. So your goal is to figure out how can you get a higher yield on your investments, whether it's through stock market or, you know, whether it's through real estate. I mean, obviously we like real estate. That's what we're doing, real estate investing, you know, thing, but you know, it could be any investment, you just have to be very good at it and have that specialized knowledge so you can get a higher, higher return. So, so make sure you understand how compounding works. A, a quick way, uh, rule of 72, uh, basically what this rule is, it's the rule of thumb that you can say that if you take 72, the number 72 and divide by the percent your return, that tells you how, how long it will take you to double your money. So the one I have highlighted here is a 15% return, meaning that you're going to double your money in about five years, 4.8 years. So that is a you know, quick way to calculate it. And I'll, I, we have some tools in ROI Muse where you can play around with the compound interest until you under, understand the concept. So that also helps you determine you know, what is your investment criteria also, right? And I'll get to that in shortly. So just, this is the rule of thumb. So if you can get a 20% return, you'll double your money in 3.6 years. If you can get a 30% return, you'll double your money in two and a half years, right? So if you have, uh, let's talk about, let's say if you have the $100,000, if you can double your money in five years, you'll have $200,000. In another five years, that $200,000 will grow to $400,000. And in another five years, that $400,000 become $800,000. And then you know, in another five years, that's in 20 years, you'll grow that money to uh, you know, $1.6 million. So if I go back and look at this, there you can see the $1.6 million, right? That 15% yield on 15% interest rate in 20 years will get you to $1.6 million. So you can also do that you know, using this, this math as well. Right? So just wanted to uh, give you that. All right, so now let's talk about return on net worth. This is something that most people don't understand. And once you understand this concept, you know, this is the game changer for you. Okay, so what is net worth? Before we can calculate return on net worth, what is net worth? So the idea what we're talking about here is the concept of making all or most of your money working for you, right? So you can work you know, go to to your work or do real estate investing, that you're working to make money, right? That's kind of an active business, right? If you're flipping or wholesaling and things like that. When you have some money, if you don't have any money, then you have to figure out how to create some money, right? How to make some money first. But when you have some money, you have to deploy that more capital for that money can work for you, right? So you become wealthy when you have your money working for you. Uh, The mistake that most people do is they have a little bit of their money working for them, but most of their money is tucked away in a safe safe place, right? So they don't get the benefit of that. So I'm going to explain that to you. So let's talk about what is net worth. So everybody has some assets and everybody has some liabilities, right? And, and you know, your assets minus liabilities is your net worth or equity, sometimes called equity. So let's look at an example of how do you go about calculating your net worth? Now, this is something that you should be doing once every six months or at least once every year to see what is your financial health, right? So uh, you, you may be starting with, in this case, you can see on the left side is all the assets, like you know, your bank accounts, your, you know, your stocks, and your retirement accounts. And this is just an example for one person, right? Your other assets like jewelry or personal property. So in this case, this guy or this person has total assets of $1.1 million, and they have total liability of no, $485,000. So liabilities will be your credit card balance, your student loan balance, your real estate mortgage, you know, other liabilities like auto loans, car loans, and things like that, or even personal loans. So you add all those up. So the difference between your total assets and your total liabilities is your net worth. So in this case, in this person's net worth is $625,000. So you may have, let's say you're starting out, you just graduated from college or or you know, for whatever reason, you may be in a, in a position where you have no network, but that, is, that it gives you even more reason why you want to do this, right? So don't, be afraid, don't, don't, don't confuse this as you, know, you need to have a high net worth to start investing. Obviously, if you have a high net worth already, then that makes it a little bit different of what you need to do, right? Even if you have nothing, everybody has to start somewhere, right? You know, you can think about Somebody who's, you know, just starting out have zero net worth, right? Because they don't really have any assets, but accumulating assets is the game, right? So so if you look at this, uh, you can, you know, and we have some templates you can download or or also we have some tools in ROI Muse you can, you know, you can use to calculate your net worth, but make sure you're doing this periodically because we want to know how your net worth is growing because that's how you grow your wealth. right, so I'm going to show you an example of what return on net worth concept means. So we have John and Jane and they both work at the same company and they both make the same salary and they both have the same bonuses and other benefits Uh, over a period of time. Let's say in the next 10 years working in the same company or next 20 years making working in the same company they both accumulated a net worth of $500,000. So they're both the same, right? You know, they have both, John has $500,000 in assets. And let's just say, assume for simplicity, purpose, you know, it's assets. So John has $500,000 in assets and Jane has $500,000 in, ha- in assets. Now let's look at John, what he has done with that money, right? So he has paid off his home, a $300,000 home and He's not really making any return. I mean, obviously you can argue that the home price will increase. Okay, we just, okay, this is for just a demonstration purpose only. And he has some $100,000 in the mutual fund that's getting about a 4% return analyzed. Uh, He has some money in a bank CD getting 2% and he has money in checking account, now maybe getting 1%. So if you look at the total returns for John, uh, he's getting about a 1% return on his total assets or total net worth of uh, five hundred thousand dollars. So if he's getting that one percent, remember that compound interest calculator we looked at before, right? In fifteen years, John will have five hundred eighty thousand dollars, right? So he has grown his money from five hundred thousand dollars to uh, to uh, five hundred eighty thousand dollars. But he has a high net worth. Now let's look at Jane on the right side. So Jane has, you know, she has you know some equity in her home that's a down payment she put down, but she has invested into real estate most of her money, like $390,000, she's invested in real estate and she's able to figure out how to get a 15% return on her money. You know, she has no money in her bank CD, she has some emergency cash in her checking account for 1%. So Jane is getting on the average, on her half a million dollars, she's getting an average return of about 12%. Now, remember, they both are starting with the same number, right, the $500,000. In 15 years, Jane will have $2.7 million compared to John's $580,000, right? So huge difference, right? Uh, Of what they both accomplished with the same net worth. You know, what's the difference here? She has figured out how to deploy most of her net worth to to get a return, right? So she's getting that 15% return on that $390,000. That's a big difference between the two, right? So so that is also an example of how return on net worth works you know so you have to look at what is your net worth and you have to deploy as much as possible not everything but as much as possible to get you make you money right because that if it, a 10% return on 100% of your net worth is going to be much bigger than you know getting a 100% return on 1% of your net worth so so let it sink in think about that so everybody that's why we need to know what how much our net worth and see what is your total net you know total return on your net worth. If you can figure out, get the modest return on most of your net worth, your wealth will grow much faster. So just to summarize, so wealth is created by maximizing your return on net worth. So we're looking at maximizing, meaning that you compound interesting or the yield you're getting is a higher number. And also you're getting that yield on most of your net worth, right? That's how wealth is grown. So make sure everybody understands those concepts. All right, so now let's get into investment performance measurements. So anytime we want to, before we decide if you're going to invest in a property or anything, anything that we invest in, we need to know how much returns you're going to get, right? Because that's how you make your decision to say, okay, I'll invest if I can get X amount of returns. So uh, before we do that, we need to know how to calculate some of those returns. and. Don't worry about the formulas or what goes into these calculations, because you just need to understand the concepts and what it means. Uh, we have tools; we provide. There are, you know, we provide tools where you can just, you know, input some numbers and it will calculate the returns for you, right? So you don't have to worry about all the nuances of the calculations. So, so don't worry about that at all. All right. So before that, let's talk about the analysis. The you know investment analysis framework for real estate. You start with your rental income first, then you take away any losses, like, you know, every investment property will have some losses from vacancy and some loss from, you know, the tenant not paying rent and things like that. So there are multiple ways you may have some loss. So you have to kind of project that, you know, and manage each of these. Then you add other income. So other income uh, in a single family home, it doesn't really apply, but if you have a vacation rental or if you have a commercial property, then there might be other income that you can generate at the property, right? And expense recovery income, this is mostly only for commercial uh, assets where you can build back some of the expenses to the tenant and then operating expenses, right? This is the big bucket of uh, your property taxes, insurance, you know, repairs, you know, that everything that you need to operate the property, right? So that is your expenses. And then that's how you calculate the net operating income. So the net operating income is kind of the one number that is heavily used in the commercial side, but, even if you're only investing in residential, it's good for you to understand these concepts, right? Because pretty much everybody wants to go into multifamily and things like that uh, in the future, right? So understand this. So even if you don't, for, even if you want to just forget about the losses and other income and expense recovery, just understand your rental income minus operating expenses gives you net operating income, right? Very simple. And then you also, from the net operating income, you also have to minus any capital improvements, right? You know, like, you know, you know major repairs, Uh, Leasing commissions, that only applies really in commercial, and also your annual debt service. Annual debt service ADS is the same as mortgage payment, right? So if you have mortgage on the property, you have to take that also. That will give you the net cash flow. So these are the two important numbers you need to calculate on any investment, which is the net operating income, uh, which is used for valuing properties on a commercial side, and also the net cash flow, right? How much cash is coming out of your investment, right? So those are two things that you need to understand. Now let's talk about cash on cash return. The cash on cash return, you know, is calculated by, you know, we talked about net cash flow, right? So in the previous, you know, in this chart here. So you take your net cash flow and divide it by your initial investment. Very simple math to calculate the cash on cash return. And you can see that formula is right here. Now for an example, let's say you you bought an investment property and your total investment or your initial investment is $20,000. Your cash flow, uh, again, this cash flow is an annual annual metric. So you're going to talk about cash flow in year one, cash flow in year two, et cetera, cetera, right? So let's say your cash flow in year one is $5,000. Your cash on cash return is $5,000 divided by the initial investment of 20,000. That gives you the 25% cash on cash return, right? That's just how you calculate that. Now there's another concept called return on investment. Again, an annual measurement. The only difference between the return on investment and cash on cash return is, if you think about it, that you're getting some cash flow from the property, but on top of that, your tenants are helping you pay down the mortgage, right? Every year when you make the payments, that mortgage, the principal portion of the mortgage is also getting reduced. So to calculate a true return, you have to look at both cash on cash return and the principal reduction of your loan amount each year. Right. So that's how we calculate a, a true return or ROI uh, uh, for year one, year two, et cetera. right? So very simple. Uh, the formula is very similar to the cash on cash formula. Only thing is that you're adding the, the principal reduction to the cash flow and then you divide that total by your initial investment. So an example here would be same as before, we have cash flow of 5,000, know, then we have principal reduction of1,000 so that 5000 plus 1000 gives you 6000 so 6000 divided by 20000 gives you the 30% roi for this property right so if there is no loan on the property your cash on cash return and your roi will be the same right because there's no principal reduction if you don't have a mortgage on the property if it's an all cash deal then your roi and cash on cash return uh, will be the same all right Now let's talk about yield or IRR. And I'm going to spend some time on this one because a lot of people have hard time understanding the concept here. Uh, So this is what you need to understand. And this is a very important metric, right? Uh, Especially when you get into multifamily and commercial, the yield or the IRR stands for internal rate of return is very important concept for you to understand. Uh, So again, when we looked at the compound interest, for example, right? We are looking at the compound interest over a period of time, right? So let's say when we talked about in our example, we said, Let's say 20 year. You know that's our time horizon, right? So the uh, the cash on cash return and the ROI we looked at is really a yearly metric. It's not giving you the whole picture, right? The for the 20 years. On the other hand, when you're looking at yield or the yield on the property, it's going to calculate the yield based on, you know, you know, it's going to first look at your initial investment, how much money you spent acquiring the property, then it's going to look at cash flow each year from the operations. Let's say if it's a 20 year. Whole period or horizon we're looking at, then it's going to calculate the. It's going to factor in the cash flow each year you receive. It's also going to calculate the sales proceeds in the loan after the loan payoff and, you know, after you know uh, how much money are you going to generate when you eventually sell the property? Whether it's a five-year hold or a ten-year hold or a fifteen-year hold, doesn't matter. It's all factored into that one metric, right? so that is why and this is the definition from you know wikipedia you can go read more on this on Investor, uh, investopedia or wikipedia right so just understand that yield uh, is a annualized return that factors in initial investment cash flow during the operations for as many years as you are holding the property and also the sales proceeds Uh, After when you sell the property. So all of that is factored into calculating the yield on the property Which is a very important metric for for us to understand as real estate investors All right, then I'll touch on a couple of the other ones. These are mostly used in commercial properties Uh, Cap rate basically uh, looking at your net operating income, NOI Divided by the value or the price, right? So that's how you calculate the cap rate uh, we'll cover that more in our commercial classes. I think uh, next week next week is July 4th, we will not have a class, uh, but the following week, we're going to get into small multifamily, right? So that's when we'll talk more about cap rate and net operating income and things like that. A simple way to look at this is, if the property with, is bought with all cash, that's what we call it unlevered, because you're not using the leverage of financing leverage in you know, financing leverage, right? So unlevered rate of return. So if you bought a property with all cash, what is your rate of return? is essentially a cap rate and there are a lot of things that goes into determining what is the market cap rate right so uh, for depending on the property type and location a number of other factors so we'll cover that more in detail when we do the multifamily class and debt service coverage ratio also it's something you know the formula is NOI not operating income divided by your mortgage annual mortgage payment so it's an important metric for lenders to see if they're going to lend on that property right so when you are underwriting commercial properties, you need to understand, you know, what is the debt service coverage ratio and to see if that's enough to satisfy the bank's needs, right? So that's, that's why, that's why I put it in here just as so that you understand that these are some of the metrics that we're going to cover in detail. All right. so now let's talk about uh, equity capture and gross profit. So in real estate, I'm sure all of you have heard the term, you make your profit when you buy the, buy your property, right? Uh, So when you do a certain strategies especially when you buy distressed properties and rehab it and you know when you use a brr strategy or you know brrr strategy you're also looking at on top of cash on cash return you're also looking at what's the equity capture you know how much equity did we create right when you bought the property so you can also look at this as this is called a forced appreciation right you're buying a property you're forcing that value of the property to go higher by doing something you know typically rehabbing the property so that's called a forced appreciation, which gives you that equity capture when you, when you do the deal. So, uh, so we're going to look at equity capture and how that's calculated as well. Uh, and a lot of, lot of the times, you know, we're talking about how to, cal- how to determine if the deal is good or bad for you. And equity capture is one of those metrics that a lot of investors use to decide if it's a good investment for them. And I'll show you how that's done. And then obviously if you're flipping a property, we talk about gross profit, right? You know, if you buy a property, you fix it up, you sell it, you know, you minus all your expenses that goes into it, and then you're going to calculate your gross profit, right? So that's one metric that people look at when you're flipping, flipping your deals. So, uh, all right. Now, uh, uh, before we go into setting your investment criteria, right? Uh, I'll, I'll give you some guidance on how you can go about doing this. There is no right or wrong answer, right? Because this is very subjective based on a number of factors. Uh, before we go into this, Jeff, do we have any questions we can answer before we do that?
1: As of now, there are no questions yet from our attendees. So again, guys, you can use the q a or the chat box so I can collect the questions. And um, once Joe is prepared, we can answer it right away.
0: All right. Thanks, Jeff, for that. Yeah. Okay. So let's go into how you go about setting your investment criteria. All right. So there are several things that you should consider before you decide your investment criteria, right? Number one is how much expertise do you have? In real estate, we talk about the specialized knowledge, right? So acquiring that specialized knowledge is very important, right? For any, no matter what you do, whether you're doing stocks or Forex or, you know, oil and gas, whatever it is you invest in, uh, in our case, we are talking about real estate investments here. You need to understand, um, you need to know how things work and have a good expertise in what what you're going to do. And the best way to do that is to surround yourself by people who have the experience, like, you know, having a mentor or having a coach or having all these your team built that they can help you with uh, with that, right? So you don't have to be the expert to do it, but you need to know that you need to rely on other people's expertise, right? <clears throat> then what is your financial goals, right? How much, basically, how, much, how many years do you have to achieve your goals? So let's say, you know, your goal is to have a million dollars, just using an arbitrary number. Let's say your goal is to have a million dollars in net worth. Uh, you, know, you know, then how long do you have to get there, right? Do you have, you know, if you're 50 years old, maybe you only have another 10 years, 15 years to get there, right? Before you can retire. On the other hand, if you're 20 years old starting out, then you have a long way to achieve that goal, right? So you can you can you know, use a different strategy or more conservative strategy if you have more time. So that's something that you need to factor in. How much? What is your goals and how much time do you have to achieve it? And then what is your risk tolerance? Not every, not all of us are the same. I am not very. I don't take a lot of risks. I am very conservative, you know. And I know there are other people. Some of my friends are, you know, they do they take deals that are much riskier you know, it is also what you are, right? You are who you are. You know, everybody's wired differently. Uh, I'm not one of those big risk takers to be honest with, you know, but, but I'm comfortable, I can sleep well by doing the deals that I do, right? Uh, you know, if, but so you have to think about how much risk are you willing to take? How much capital do you have to start with? Do you have any money at all to invest? Or are you going to depend on somebody else's money uh, to do the deals, right? So that is everybody has to start with nothing at some point, you know, so that's nothing in wrong with that, you know, but ask yourself that question that that will also factor into your calculating your investment criteria, then how much how do you, know, do you have access to money, whether it is your own money or hard money or private money or a partner's money, you know, so you have to look, you look at where, where, where you're going to get the money to invest, then how much time do you have to work on deals. If you have a full-time deal, full-time job that you're working 50 hours a week, you don't have a lot of time to find deals, analyze deals. You don't really have, unless you are that disciplined and you know you really have a strong desire and you're working, you know, after you know after your regular work or whatever, it's possible. But it's not the same as somebody who's doing this full-time, right? So you have to understand that. Hey, just because somebody is getting a higher returns and they're finding the best deals. That's because they're not; they don't have a full-time job making the money that you're making, right? So you have to understand that based on your personal situation, how much time do you have to work on deals, and how much work are you willing to put in? So if you don't have any time to go do the rehabs or you know do look at hundred properties to pick the best one, then you have to kind of decide your strategy based on that, right? Or compared to somebody who has all the time and willing to put in the work. And this is very important: access to deals and deal makers. So a lot of the time, understand that there are wholesalers, there are bird doggers, you know, there are, you know, uh, there are other people who are the deal makers, right? They can find the deals, and there are also deal sponsors, right? You know, they go find the deal, they'll put it out there for investors to participate in, right? So whether it's a, a syndication deal or something like that, so you need to network and, you know, have connections with, you know, not only to find deals but also with the deal makers, right? To so that you can also uh, help grow your money. Uh, then we had to look for: Are you looking for market appreciation? Market appreciation is something like, hey, you can go buy a property in a really nice neighborhood with a really nice school district and sit on it. How how tenants pay your mortgage and you know break even, maybe maybe make a few hundred dollars in cash flow a month. And but the property is going to appreciate, right? Because it's in a nice location, and you know it's a very desirable location and school district and everything. Then over a period of time, the market is going to appreciate. Now. Or are you looking for forced appreciation? Forced appreciation is the example we looked at before, right? So like when you're making your money on day one by forcing something to happen, like when you buy a property that's distressed and when you rehab it, you're forcing that property value to go up, right? You know, instantly, right? You know, within the, let's say within the one or two months of after you're done with the rehab. So what are you looking for? Uh, Are you a a value add investor? A value add investor is the same concept as the forced appreciation basically you're going to you know you're looking for an investment opportunity that has an that has a opportunity to increase value right that's the value add investor or are you looking for a stabilized property uh, stabilized property is something that's you know already been fixed up you know it's occupied and it's just going to cash flow right you know you know you don't have without you doing a lot of work and um what you know, then you have to also look at the market in that you are in to see if you're going to be in the DFW or Austin or whatever market you are, what are other people able to achieve in that markets, right? So what you can achieve in DFW and Austin may be totally different from what you can achieve in Los Angeles or New York City, right? Uh, So you need to know the market and see what other people are able to do. And always, you know, look at, you know, you know, uh, learn from others, right? You know, to see what they're doing. And then you can decide that. And uh this obviously we touched on this already. you know Are you more interested in equity upfront, like the forced appreciation, or are you more interested in the monthly cash flow? right? So those are some of the things that you would ask yourself. There's no right or wrong answer, right, but you have to come up with your own strategies that way that is what's going to help you decide if you're going to pursue a deal or not, right and I'll show you how to you know once you know your strategies, I'll show you how easy it becomes. Uh, for you to calculate your maximum offer on a deal. All right. So uh, what is a good cash on cash return? Very subjective question. I'm just going to give you my opinion. Um, this is basically my strategy. Uh, you know, if you can't come up with your own strategy, then maybe you start here, right? And then as you learn more, uh, you, you tweak it, right? So uh, in my opinion, 8% plus is a good cash on cash return if you are a passive investor that is you're not you know you're not doing a lot of work right you're just investing into a property that you know uh, you know that's going to give you cash you know whether you're partnering with somebody or you do it yourself that in a eight plus eight percent plus is a good one uh if you're more of an active investor that you're willing to do the rehab and things like that then maybe a 15 percent plus cash on cash return would be a starting number for you or plus or minus. And this is always plus or minus, right? So, you, you, know, just, you know, just because I said 15, if I got a deal for 14%, I'm not going to pass up on that, right? Because it's close enough. All right, so what is a good equity capture on your rehab deals? You know, when you say a rehab means you're buying the property, you're rehabbing it and then you're refinancing and holding it as a rental, right? So, and you're looking for an equity capture upfront. I would say about a 50% if you're a new investor is what you should target. Um, you know, or if you're a more experienced investor, maybe 80% plus, some people do 100%, right? It also depends on how much deals is available to you and, you know, the deal makers that you have access to. Now, what is a good yield? A uh, lot of the multifamily syndicators project a 15% yield over a five-year period. That is the exact kind of double money in five-year strategy, right? So we looked at that rule of 72, right? So that if you get a 15% yield, you will double your money in 4.8 years or something like that. So that is a good place. A lot of, you know, a lot of syndicators use to uh, attract investors to say, you can double your money in five years and they're looking for deals that's going to give a yield of 15% over five years. But that's, that's I, see com- I see with that very common. So I think about if you're a passive investor, a 10% yield may be good. I mean, we talked about 8% cash on cash return, right? At that the 10% yield is higher because you're also getting some benefit when you sell the property, right? So that is why I say eight. Uh, and then if you are an active investor or a deal sponsor, then a 20% plus uh, might be a good number for you. Again, this is just my opinion that if you're struggling with coming up with your own number, right? So this is not, this is not any based on any, anything, this is just an opinion. So you have to kind of come up with your own number based on your goals right all right but key is no not analysis paralysis get in the game even if you make no profit and i'm i'm i mean what i say you know even if you make no profit on your first deal do it right because you have to learn learn the process i mean we don't want you to lose money right don't get into a deal where you're going to lose money but even if you make only a modest profit do the deal, right? Because that is going to exponentially increase the learning. I mean the, the learning curve, you know, you're cutting that by half, right? By doing one deal and understanding how the process works. So the next deal will be a lot more profitable for you. Right. But if you look for the perfect deal, then you may be sitting on the sideline for a long time. So the key is to get acquire the first, acquire the specialized knowledge, surround yourself with people that can help you, and then get in the game. Right. So those are, you know, those are the three things that are very important to get started. All right. So now we're going to look at a case study, um, and we're going to, you know, you know, we can kind of use, you know, let's assume that we come up with our own strategies. Let's say our strategies, you know, we want an 80% uh, equity capture. Uh, in you know, let's assume that we are an experienced investor and a 15% cash on cash return as our investment criteria, right? And then we're going to use that criteria to calculate maximum value. So in this deal, somebody bought you this deal. Market value or ARV is two hundred thousand dollars. Your purchase price is one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Is what they're offering it for, and the rehab estimate uh, that is given to you is twenty five thousand dollars. And you also uh, did some analysis and said the monthly rent for this property is about nineteen hundred. And we don't obviously we don't have the money to go buy this property with cash. So we are going to rely on a hard money lender, and the the term for the hard money loan is seventy percent loan to value and and 12% interest rate and three points which is kind of pretty standard of what you can find these days. And the time to flip if you're going to flip this property is this, this is the same deal. We're going to analyze the property for flipping and we are going to analyze the property for holding right? and we're going to calculate the maximum offer based on both. Now, the time to flip is six months, right? So some of you may think that, oh, it's not going to take six months. I'm just going, trying to be very conservative. Like I told you, I'm not a huge risk taker. So I'm thinking that hey, once I buy the property, it's going to take me maybe two months to rehab it. Then maybe take me another two weeks to prepare my property, take the photographs and all that stuff and prepare it, stage the property and things like that to put it on the market. So that's two and a half months. Then it may take me 30 days to get under contract. That's three and a half months. And then it may take me another 40 days for that buyer to close on the property right so that's almost four and a half months right i'm just going to add some padding by saying that it might take me six months uh, to just allow for some variation so that's why i said six months you may go with five months or four months it's up to you and if i'm going to rent it then by the time i finish my rehab and put a tenant in there and refinance out of the property it may take me three months So roughly half the time to do the the whole strategy, right? So we're going to test both of these uh, when we go into the case study. So hopefully everybody understands the the setup for the case study, right? So remember the numbers 200,000, 150, 25 for the rehab and 1,900 for the rent. All right, so let me, let's go and do this case study here. All right, so I'm going to go into ROI Muse And I've already logged in. So let me actually log out here and I'll go to the homepage and show you what that looks like. So ROI Muse is uh, just ROI Muse, one word. Uh, ROI obviously stands for Return on Investment. And Muse is some that you are considering something thoughtfully and carefully. You know, as a verb, that's what Muse means. So here is all the deal, all the tools we have. We have the commercial deal analysis, commercial lease analysis, financial calculators, uh, residential fix and flip, rental property analysis and also the BRRRR strategy analysis. So today what we're going to do is the BRRRR strategy analysis and the fix and flip, right? So these are the two, this one. Uh, so these are the two that we're going to use today. All right, so let's, let me go log in. And folks who have not started a trial, uh, you can come to our website and click on start your trial. Right? You get a free trial, no credit card required uh, to try it out. Right? You can also watch the, a quick demo on how to do things here. Okay, let me log in. All right, uh, before we go into the case study itself, I wanna show you some of the free calculators here, right? So we have this one called compound interest calculator. You know, we have the time, money of, time value of money calculator. We have also the net worth calculator. So let's look at the compound interest calculator since we talked about today. So here's the table. So let's say we had $100,000 and we got a 15% you know, interest and 20 years you're going to have 1.6, right? That's the number we looked at before. What if you can get that to 20%? You can now see that $3.8 million, right? So this is where I, got, you know, I, I showed you that before. It also gives you a table here to see as you have more time, how money grows. So if you can get 20% yield and you had 30 years, then you will have $23 million, right? From the $3 million from 20 years to 30 years, that goes to 23 million. Right, huge jump, right? Now let's say you only have 10 years to retire. Right, because you that's all you know, or you only you only want to work one another ten years, then you don't you're done with it. Maybe you're twenty years old and you want to retire at 30, right? So let's say if you're a hundred thousand dollars and you have to figure out how to create that first hundred thousand dollars by flipping or wholesaling or whatever it is, right? Then you're going to take that money and make it work for you. So if you can figure out how to get a twenty percent yield, you know, I mean, obviously let's say twenty percent yield and you know, we'll change change this to 10 years you can see the number 619 right the number is also here but if you can get a 40 percent yield you can get you know you can get a 25 percent yield you can get 1.3 million dollars if you can get a 30 percent yield or 40 percent yield you can get the 2.8 million dollars right so see even if you only have a short runway 10 percent 10 years you can still make a significant amount of money. You just have to do a deals that are more riskier and takes that more work, right? Because then you can get a higher yield on the property, right? So that's why I said, you know, depending on how much time you have and depending on how many years you have to accomplish your goals, uh, you can come up with what your target return should be. So I'm going to say that I'm 50 years old. I only have another 15 years to do. And, you know, let's assume that I only have $100,000. Then if I get a 20%, uh, if I'm going to target to a 20% yield, then in 20 years, you know, in, let's say we are 15 years here. So in 15 years, I'll have i grown that $100,000 to $1. $1.5 million. Is that $1.5 million enough for you to retire? You know, if that's a if that's a number for you, then you know your target return is yield is 20%. But on the other hand, let's say you already had a million dollars. We'll add another zero to this in your net worth you don't really need that 20% return. You maybe only need 5% return, right? Or uh, no, let's say we only need that, let's say 5% return or we'll call it 8% return as a passive investor. And if you had the same 15 years, you'd grow that $1 million to also to $3.1 million, right? So maybe that's your goal. You don't have to do a lot of work and do a lot of risky deals. You can just invest passively to get eight percent and still make your money grow significant right because that is the concept of return on network all right so make sure that you play around with this thing so you understand how these things work all right now let me go back to apps and we'll get into the residential deal analysis so this is where we're going to do the case study so i'm going to click on start new analysis and we will pick our strategy that these are the two strategies we're going to test today BRRR, hard money, and also flip with hard money. Those are the two things we're going to do. So let's do the rental first. We'll call it a sample deal uh, sample deal one. And we'll say this is about 2,000 square feet home. And we said the ARV was $200,000, and the purchase price was $150,000, and the rehab was $25,000 and the monthly rent was 1900, right? So that's the numbers we had before. So I'm going to save it. That's all you have to do folks. Your analysis is complete at this point, right? Let's scroll down and look at the results. So if I did this strategy, I had a 19% return on equity. This is the you know like almost a $10,000 equity capture, right? $9,600 equity capture. You're going to get an $8,000 cash on cash return. I mean, $8,000 cash flow every year, which is about what, $700 a month or something like that. I think I can scroll down here and see it. It's 691 per month, exactly, right? And then you're going to get a 16% cash on cash return, which is better than what we wanted and a 20% deal. So this is a good rental property. I would probably do this deal with the location and everything else is good, right? But look at your total investment. You also have to come up with a $50,000 to take this property. Now let's, okay, before we make any changes, let's see if I flip this deal, how the returns look like, right? So I'm going to save this and then change my strategy here to say hard money flip. Okay, if I flip this deal, I'm going to lose about $9,000, you know, so this is not a good deal for flipping at at this price, because you're going to lose money. Uh, I don't have to make any changes because all these are calculated based on my default values that I've already set. So let's go back to the the rental and look at our strategy and say, okay, my strategy is I want to get a a 50% yield, a 50% equity capture, because this is a really, really nice area, up and coming area, good school district. My strategy for this property at this location is a minimum 50% yield. All I need to do is set my criteria as 50% and this is how you calculate your maximum offer, right? You click on recalculate price. Right now it says 150, let me recalculate says 139. So if I can, my maximum offer for this property is $139,000. I can get my 50% equity capture or $20,000 profit on day one, right? So the, based on that criteria. Now, if, if, you know, some investors are like that, right, that they want to capture equity, that's their strategy. What if this property is in a not that desirable area, it's in a you know, pretty much, you know, you know, not great location as this one, let's say this is in then my strategy might change, right? I'm going to say that, hey, if I had to go to another location, maybe it's farther from me, or, you know, it's not such safe environment, and I'd have to deal with some pretty bad tenants over there, uh, then I might change this to say 100% equity on day one. So if I change that, I click, click on recalculate price, then I'm only going to offer $129,000, which is giving me about a $30,000 profit on, on, and look at the yield also on this property, 57% yield. Right? So we talked about how you double your money. right? You know, 57% yield, you're basically doubling your money in two years. Right? So you get 57 or less than two years, you're doubling your money. So, so that is maybe one strategy. Uh, on the other hand, let's say, you know, this is again a good neighborhood and, you know, I'll do this deal for a 15% cash on cash return. Then you can click on put 15% in your criteria and then calculate the maximum offer based on that, right? Recalculate, okay, I can pay 154 because I'm going to get a 15% cash on cash return, $8,000 cash flow a month, right? My yield went down, but that's okay, right? Because I am I need also need to be competitive, right? You know, it's, this area is pretty in you know, high demand and I'm not going to get that deal for a 100% return. So I might take it for, in, in fact, we are actually taking the deal for really no return at all, right? Only about a 10%, 10% profit on day one, but we have a you know a good cash on cash return that we want. And we're also getting a ROI. Remember the ROI also includes the principal pay down. And then we are also getting a 24% yield on this property and we have it for holding it for three years, right? And it also calculates all the numbers for you, and also give you the cash flow table here for how much money you're going to make each year. So you can see, and we can do up to 30-year cash flow. All the calculations are done instantly, so you can test different things to see what makes sense for you. So, so, that's how that's done. So, if I'm a cash flow investor, I'm going to do 15, and I may I'll pay you know 154,000. If I'm an equity investor, let's say I'll do this for 70% equity, then you know my maximum offer is 134. Now, if you're a wholesaler, you just need to understand that how much your investors are willing to pay for this property and then you just add in your profit here. So this is the maximum offer if you're a wholesaler for this particular deal, assuming that your investor is looking for a 70% equity. So, I, you know, so if you want to investor to get a 70% equity, you need to buy this property for 124,000 and make your $10,000 profit. And obviously, if your profit is more or less, you can type in that number there and it'll recalculate the maximum offer for you as well. Now, let's say, you know if you're going to flip this property, I'm going to go back to the flip and say, okay, I want to get, right now it's a $5,000 profit based on these numbers right now. If I want to get a minimum 15,000 or let's say I want at least a $20,000 profit, then I'll put in 20,000 and click on that. And maximum I'll pay for this property if I'm going to flip, is $120,000 so I can make a $20,000 profit, right? If you're a wholesaler, if your investor wants to make $20,000 profit, you should make a maximum offer of 115, right? Or let's say, uh, let me change this to 10,000 as well. Okay, the maximum maximum offer you should make is one hundred ten thousand, right? If you are a, but the the advantage here is it already factors in all the other costs, right? In your 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 interest payments, your operating expenses like taxes and insurance, your utility utility cost, your loan payoff, your sales costs, like you know, commissions and everything, everything is already factored into this calculation. So you're not going, you want to avoid the most common mistakes people make in analyzing deals is they forget to include all the all the cork, all the other costs, you know your escrows and your you know your title cost and your real estate commissions and your carrying costs all of that's already included here because that's all in you're already set all those as default values here so this is how you analyze deals and calculate maximum offers so hopefully you know you know you understand how this is done and see how the value of you know having a tool like this now let me go back to my presentation here and we're going to wrap it up guys so uh, our guarantee is, you know, you'll always find a deal with Real Estate IQ, right? 45,000 leads you're given every month. If you work those leads, you're going to find deals. Uh, like I mentioned before, we, all, we are offering a 45-minute free training, one-on-one training, right? So it's just you and one of our agents on how to find deals and how to, uh, and also how to analyze deals, right? So if you uh, if you want, uh, I think there's a, you know, there's a poll. Just answer if you want if you want to participate in that, and somebody will reach out to you. And here's the freebies, right? So we do something called a deal of the day. So by joining us, you're going to get a deal that's fully analyzed, sent your way so you can understand how these things work, right? So uh, we also give you some heat map reports for free so you can understand which areas you should focus your marketing on because those are the areas you can more likely to find better deals. So those are some of the things that are freebies for you and you know, make sure you uh, take advantage of that. Uh if you have any questions, you can type it in there now. I'll stick around and answer those questions. And I already covered what ROI Muse has: commercial tools, residential tools. Uh, we also launched a rehab estimator tool uh, that I didn't show it to you yet, but I'm happy to show it to you. You know, once I go through this, I'll go back and show you that as well. And we also have a community. So get involved in the community, right? So we have different groups. I have a couple of groups in the community for for you know, residential deal analysis and commercial deal analysis, make sure you go to realestateiq.co and look at the community and join those groups that are interesting to you, right? And that way, you, know, you, you, get, a lot, you get notified you know, anytime there is more going on. And it's also a way for you to collaborate right, in, with other investors and learn more. And these are the, the groups in the community. And next week, uh, we don't have a class next week because it's July 4th. Uh, happy July 4th to everybody. Make sure you you know be safe and enjoy, enjoy your time. And then the following Saturday, uh, we're going to uh, we're going to have the class on same time Saturday at 12. Uh, what the topic is going to be real estate, which is through multifamily, right? So we're going to get into a little bit of the commercial aspects, multifamily aspects. So if you're interested in multifamily, whether it's duplex, triplex, quadplex, or small multifamily properties. Yeah, self-storage properties. We are going to do some case studies on how to analyze multifamily properties and uh, and also self-storage properties. So that's what we're going to do on July eleventh, on Saturday, and uh, and then the uh, I think this was last week. Uh, so anytime you want to see what is on the calendar, uh, let me actually show you that. Happy deal finding. I think we are done with the presentation here. So I'll go back here and show you. Uh, if you come to Realist uh, ROI Muse, uh, if you click on the help icon uh, on the far right, that'll take uh, take you to our support page, and here you can see our webinars, right? So these are the two webinars that is coming up. These are both commercial. So next week we're going to be doing a lot of commercial classes. So these are both commercial lease and lease analysis. This is primarily for commercial brokers. So we have two two things going on. You know, Tuesday we have the lease analysis training on commercial and on Wednesday we have uh, commercial lease analysis 101. Right? These are for commercial brokers, both of them. Uh, then we also have on-demand uh, webinars you can come and watch anytime. So real estate investment, how to increase your income working with investors. This is you know, for real estate investors and real estate agents and commercial and multifamily investment. There's one here, digital marketing for investors and brokers and also real estate investment training so we keep building out this library so you can come here and watch you know register for the upcoming webinars and also watch the previous webinars and let me go to realestateiq.co uh, so that's our other other part uh, when you go here you can also see uh, in the community right so you can go to groups and join the groups that you are interested in right you can also go to events and see what are the next events that are coming up and sign up for the classes uh, we do a lot of classes right so sign up for those classes that uh that are interesting to you i mean there, there is uh, there's a ton of classes here so so there's something for everyone so make sure you stay connected and keep learning right but uh we get into the game and if you need any help uh if you think about coaching you can reach out to me uh you can reach out to we have other coaches uh, we have also vendors i think if you go to community and or marketplace there are plenty of vendors so i told you how important it is to build your team right so you need to talk to the hard money lenders or other folks so that is something that you can do as well all right folks that's all i had to cover today um everybody have a great rest of the day and rest of the weekend and stay safe
1: uh jeff do we have any questions Yep Joe uh we have uh, questions here from our attendees so mario garza asks what is brrr or the BRRR strategy
0: okay so the brrr stands for buy renovate rent refinance and repeat right it's a strategy that's used by uh, a lot of investors to get a higher return so the number right, the analysis i just showed you was using the brrr strategy right so uh uh, it just, you know, it's, it only works when the property has enough discounts, right? So typically, you get a property for a, with a discount either when the seller is in distress or when the property is in distress or both, right? Uh, it might be both, right? The seller has facing a foreclosure. The property needs a lot of work where you can buy the property on, let's say, 70 cents on the dollar uh, and things like that minus rehab, right? So those are the, you know, when you can find a property like that, By doing this strategy, the BRRR strategy, and going back here, you can see these are the different strategies. We have the first two are BRRR, And the reason why we put that on the top is a lot of investors use this strategy, right? That's how you can create, grow your wealth much faster, right? I showed you when we did this deal that you you made a $20,000 profit on day one, right? That $20,000 profit actually goes into growing your net worth by $20,000, right? So that's how you grow your net worth also by having equity capture, right? If you did a straightforward deal, then I'll show you an example here, right? So what if we went to a straightforward deal to say rental property financed, let's say $200,000, we're going to buy this property for $200,000 or let's say maybe we get it for $195,000. A little bit of a discount and no rehab, it's a retail property on MLS and the rents and everything are the same look at this one, you don't, you did not create any net worth, right, you know, your net worth is actually, you know, I mean, you're actually, you know, nothing, right, because uh, you're getting a cash on cash return, so if you don't want to do any work, if you can get a 15% cash on cash return and a 23% yield, let's change this to a 15-year hold, you know, so 15-year hold, 23% yield, you know, that's not a bad return, you know, compared to what you can get somewhere else, right, and you're not really doing much work other than managing the tenants, which also you can, how the property managers help you. If you want to give it to a property manager, let's say we're going to give them a 7% uh, for the property management, you're still getting a 20% yield, right? So this is as passive as it gets, right? So let's say this property is going to have some vacancies and we'll put in some vacancy also here. So just the make it complete analysis. Let's say we need about a 5% repair factor, maybe a 5% vacancy factor and a 5% for capital improvements because things are you know in a 15 year hold things are going to break at some point. And so, but you are still getting a 15 year, 15% yield, right? That is doubling your money in five years, right? So without do you doing any work, you know, property manager is taking care of everything, right? So, but look at this, you did not increase your net worth instantly, right? You're going to increase your net worth over a period of time. So that's what, um, so that, that, that's the strategy. Um, so a whole other question, um, you know, we have done a class on BRRR strategy and I'd be happy to send you that class that explains more about how to do that strategy as well. So just email support at Thank you so Any much, more? Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, we questions?
1: have we have one more question from uh, Betty Barry Sylvester. Can the Hi, ROI, Betty, can the ROI Muse software can be used outside Texas?
0: Yes, ROI Muse software can be used outside Texas, uh, anywhere, right? Because you still have to calculate the ARV, you know, which is be based on you know, your local market knowledge or your realtor can help you with that. Uh, all these numbers can be used internationally, right? It does not only US, you can use this anywhere. ROIMU software can be used anywhere. Uh, with Real Estate IQ, uh, we have data. If you're looking for off-market data, we have data in all metros in Texas. So Houston, Austin, San Antonio, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, you know, we have data. And then in Florida, we have data for all of the metroplexes, you know, Jacksonville, uh, Miami, Orlando, Tampa. Uh, I think there might be others as well. So most of Florida and most of Texas, we have data for. And then we also have off-market data for Atlanta, Georgia. And then we'll be uh, coming to other states pretty soon, right? So real estate IQ, those are the states you can work with. Uh, With ROI Muse, you can use it in any state and, you know, no, no restrictions because you know, we, you know, there's no dependency on data here, right? So good question, Betty. So you can use it anywhere you want. All
1: right, thanks so much, Joe. So right now we don't have any questions yet. So for our remaining attendees, if you still have questions, now's the right time to post it in the chat box. So we still have time. So while waiting for your questions, I have posted here, a, um, I have posted in the chat box, our events that will be happening so later, At 3 p.m. Central Time, we have a case study using Real Estate IQ to find and analyze deals to double your investments in today's market. You can sign up in the link that I have posted. And also, you can check out our events, which I posted earlier, the um, realestateiq.co slash events. So you can register and choose the events that that might be helpful for your business. And we also have Geeks and Nerds, which uh, Joseph, um, Joseph De La Cruz is our speaker for that event. And uh, we also have Hot Trends to speak about the latest trends in real estate uh, business. So our speaker there will be Steve and some guest speakers as well. We also have the Successful Habits Book Club, wherein our speakers will be uh, reviewing some books relating to business, to investments the strategies and anything that can help your business so you can join in jump into the session as well to give your insights about the book that they'll be talking about and i have launched a poll right now that you can answer if you wanted to have a weekly update on our upcoming events this will give you an opportunity to be notified about any of our future events that might be helpful for you and your business so um, we don't have any questions, uh, coming in right okay. now, Joe. So, yeah. any, any final words for the event?
0: Yeah, we have still a few people left here. So I'll quickly show you the rehab estimator. So if you have any questions, you can post it while I show this. So the rehab estimator, we're calling it construction estimator because you can also use this for ground up construction. So I'll show you how you do a rehab quickly, right? So click on start new estimate and we'll just call it a sample estimate and save it and what you need to do is click on import my defaults uh, this is something that you'll set up we give you system defaults but you can always modify those so import your defaults and that gives you all the line items you have already set up and then you're just going to go down the list and say what do you need for this property so let's say this property needs a new roof we'll put in 10 squares that's what we need for that uh, let's say we need a new ac so we'll put in one i already set my price as 4000 for that and let's say we are going to just go down to here to say a rental property. We think that this is going to need about $10 per square foot for the paint, carpet, things like that. So we need about 2,000 square feet of that uh, for that. And let's say we also need some exterior fence repair, maybe, you know, uh, you know, let's say 100 linear feet of fence repair or new fence. And we need some cleaning. We put in like one for cleaning, one for trash out. And we also need some day laborers to do whatever, right? So let's say we need about 20 hours of that. So that's it. So you have your rehab estimate done, $29,000. So you can see roof, AC, cosmetic updates, exterior cleaning and labor. So that's That's how quickly you can, and I can go up here and hide the rows that I'm not using. So this is, this is your rehab estimate. Uh, so once you get more experience on how to do the rehab estimate, then you can set up your default based on the type of property that you're working in. So, you know, the rehab numbers are going to be different based on, you know, if you're working on a $200,000 property versus you're working on a million dollar property, right? So that's why we allow you to set your defaults and then use it based on the property that you're analyzing. So this is just an easy tool for you to walk the property and, you know, by the time you walk in the property, uh, that you have an estimate done also. And you can go as detailed as you want. So I just wanted to show you that uh, that that's also included in your package. So... With ROI Muse, with the package, you get residential, commercial, the rehab estimator, and all the training and education that we provide. All of that, that comes as a package. Uh, with Real Estate IQ, you can subscribe to uh, one Metroplex. You can subscribe to one county. You know, If you don't want to spend a lot of money, if you only want to work in, let's say Harris County or Dallas County or something like that, you can get the data for one county. Uh, you can get the data for the whole Metroplex, like Houston Metroplex or Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Uh, I think Austin and San Antonio is combined together. So you get both uh, for that. Then we also have the premium data, right? The premium data also have the uh, the you know, skip tracing done, right? So, or, uh, so that way you also have the phone numbers and emails of the sellers to market to. So, so there are lots of options depending on the budget um,
1: that's available for you. So again, Joe, thank you so much for your time. You also have a great day.
0: Yeah, thank you everyone. Have a good day. Talk to you soon. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.